Swine and True Crime Lovers. I'm your host, Brandy. And I'm Jamie. And this is Texas Swine and True Crime. All right, friends. So we are going to start the day off with a little information about Bonnie and Clyde. Now, some of you, who has not heard of Bonnie and Clyde? Anyone? Who has heard of Bonnie and Clyde? All right. Okay. All right. So these two, they did some, they did some interesting things. And, and you might be actually surprised by some of these facts that we found about this couple. So we're hoping just to make this really fun. Um, by the way, don't be shy. Come over. If you've got information on Bonnie and Clyde, if, you know, like Michelle having a distant, uh, being a, a distant relative of Clyde, that's pretty cool. And believe it or not, we come across this on our show quite a bit of maybe either the victims we're talking about or the actual perpetrators we're talking about. Um, so, yeah, if you've got any cool information about Bonnie and Clyde that we need to know that you want to share, just come on over and chat. Okay, so Jamie, I'm going to start with just um, Bonnie and Clyde. They were responsible for 13 murders. Yeah, and most of them were police officers. Did you know it was 13? Did you know it was that high? I thought it was 12, to be honest with okay. you. But okay. no, I mean, until I started researching it, I didn't know that it was that many. Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah, when I started like digging into everything and yeah. then realizing that most of them were police officers that they killed, and I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense because yeah. they're constantly being chased by. <laughs> so as many, I find it fascinating that they were talked about and we're still talking about them. We're it's twenty oh, it's twenty twenty one and we're still talking about Bonnie and Clyde. Their crime spree only lasted twenty one months. Right. So that's it, kind of a long time though. I mean, it is years, a long time. It is a long time. But I guess as but there, can you I mean I think about how many stories, books, things that have that their car right. being in front of the casino in true, Las true, Vegas, right? True. Yeah. So all of these the it's almost like they were they left a, a print oh, yeah. on, on the world in a way. And you have to wonder, was that their intention? Was their intention to make a name for themselves, right? I think they were just rebels. Rebels. rebels they wanted, they right? wanted to, you know, go out guns a blazing. Yeah. And that's pretty much yeah. how it went down. Well, Bonnie and Clyde, we're still, people, we're still talking about you today. All right. So they robbed gas stations, restaurants, and small town banks, chiefly operating in Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, and Missouri. So Clyde had been a criminal way long before he met Bonnie. Mm -hmm. um, but he met Bonnie Parker in January of 1930. I bet those days were so great. That was almost a hundred you know, years ago. Like the roaring ago. 20s and the 30s. Like... I think life probably was a lot of fun back yeah. then. Yeah. Like the prohibition. Like, yeah. I mean... Who ever thought that that was a good idea to ban <laughs> alcohol? <laughs> we don't. No. Yeah. I was like, mm, that would have been tough, but yeah. that would have been fun to be sitting in all those like speakeasies being all like, you I know. know, I know. I love going to like learning about like the history, like in the early twenties, uh -huh. the thirties, we even have a hotel in Dallas that does like the speakeasy. Like they have a club and a bar yeah. and they have all the cars in front. So just kind of a fascinating time. That, oh, yeah. so, so it's always cool to, to research these things. Um, bank robberies were actually not their specialty. 
Although often depicted as stealing from the rich and powerful financial institutions, Bonnie and Clyde staged far more robberies of mom and pop gas stations and grocery stores than bank heists. Now, oftentimes, Jamie, they only took like five or $10. <laughs> That's probably a lot of money back then. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. I don't have the equivalent of what it would be today. I don't either, but I but... should have looked that I should have looked that up. But I mean, that was probably it's, a, it's like probably two million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> My five dollars. <laughs> if I would have just saved that five dollars from right. 1930, I'd have a whole lot more money now. Yeah. See, that's why it was cool to live back then. <laughs> exactly. Five dollars. I, got you I don't know. Way. I'm going to have to go talk to my grandmother and see if she has any relatives left back from 1930 <laughs> and still if they have any cash because it's going to be worth a lot now. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, if it, yeah, if it had the date on there, I mean. People collect coins. They do. They do. All right. So, what do you got? You got. You have a fact. <laughs> um, just trying. I mean, the whole story was just so, just wild and crazy, right? right? I mean, I know when they eventually got caught, that they were obviously taken out. Like, just they were like the cops were basically waiting for them right. in Louisiana. Right? It was Louisiana, I think, is where they ended up getting taken down. Um. So they were just staking them out. And then when they came around and they found um, two sawed off shotguns, two automatic rifles, Mm -hmm. 10 automatic handguns, Mm -hmm. 1,500 rounds of ammo. Yes. I mean, these guys were. They were ready. Oh, yeah. They were ready. They they were um, prepared. Where did they get all that stuff from, do you think? Did he collect that? I don't know. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So one thing you might not know is that Bonnie loved to wa- write poetry. So she oh. was quite the poet. Mm-hmm. Uh, during her school days, Bonnie excelled at creative writing and penning verses. So while she was in prison in 1932, after a failed hardware store burglary, she penned a collection of 10 odes that she entitled Poetry from Life's Other Side. Now, that included the story of Suicide Sal, a poem about an innocent country girl lured by her boyfriend into a life of crime. Mm. How convenient. Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> she was speaking her own <laughs> destiny, right? right? Yep. She had her agenda. She was ready. Yes. Yes. All right. So Clyde's first arrest actually came from failing to return a rental car. Okay. Can I just say, I did not even know they had rental cars back in the 1930s. (laughs) Me either. And that's what he was arrested for. Okay. Yeah. So he failed to return the rental car. So the notorious criminal was first arrested in 1926 for automobile theft after failing to return the car he had rented in Dallas to visit an estranged high school girlfriend. Uh, the rental car agency dropped the charges, but the incident remained on Clyde's arrest record. Uh, just three weeks later, he was arrested again alongside his older brother, Ivan Buck. <laughs> Ivan Buck. He went by Buck for possession of a truckload of none other than stolen turkeys. <laughs> can't i'm not sure live or frozen <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe that was like a hot come on like maybe maybe it was at i don't know thanksgiving and they wanted to sell them i, I don't know yeah, that's turkeys weird... out of the back of the truck i mean <laughs> that's a really weird they're probably thing. i wouldn't say they were alive. i don't know they're probably alive in the cages 
That's a really bizarre know. thing. Maybe to I'm steal. thinking about chickens. I don't even know. <laughs> That's a really. If anybody bizarre... knows anything about turkeys in the 1930s, please just bring us bring us some information. But yes, a truckload of stolen turkeys. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gonna go out, I guess <laughs> there's better things you could steal, but I guess there's worse <laughs> things too. <laughs> okay, here's That's something. A lot of here's something I did not know. Clyde chopped off two of his toes in prison. What? Yes, he did. He so, did it himself. Um, let me let me tell you what happened, okay? He was serving a 14-year sentence in Texas for robbery and automobile theft in January 1932. Clyde decided he could no longer endure the unforgiving work and brutal conditions at the notoriously tough Eastham Prison Farm. So... In the hopes of forcing a transfer to basically like a Lesh Harse facility, Jamie, Clyde severed his left big toe and a portion of a second toe with an axe. Although it is not known whether he or another prisoner wielded the sharp instrument, so the self-mutilation, which permanently crippled his walking stride, right, and prevented him from yeah. wearing shoes while driving. Yeah, because you can't walk. You need your big toe and your little toe. Right. Like the other ones you can, like, sacrifice. <laughs> this can be... But you need your big and your little. That's what keeps you balanced. I almost said sacrificial lambs, but they're called pigs when you do the toes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so walking outside. Okay, yeah, so he couldn't. The walking, his walking now was funny. Prevented him from wearing shoes while driving, and ultimately proved unnecessary uh, because he was actually paroled just six days later. So he hadn't. Well, that was pointless. That's why. (laughs) That's why we all just don't jump to conclusions and just wait. It's kind of a waste of a body. As my husband says, wait for the game to come to you. Okay, (laughs) wait for the game to come to you. All right. Okay, so here's an interesting thing about Bonnie. Bonnie walked with a limp after she was in a car accident. Oh, so they're both now limping. They're both limping. Okay. So on the night of June 10th, 1933, Clyde, with Bonnie in the passenger seat, was speeding along the rural roads of North Texas so quickly that he missed a sign. He missed a detour sign warning that the bridge was under construction. Mm. All right. So the duo's Ford V8 smashed through a barricade at 70 miles per hour and sailed through the air before landing in a dry riverbed. So scalding acid poured out of the smashed car battery and severely it severely burned her right leg. Okay. It ate away at her flesh down to the bone in some places. Ugh. So as a result of the third degree burn, Bonnie, like Clyde, walked with a pronounced limp for the rest of her life. And she had such difficulty walking at that time that she hopped or he needed him or she needed him to carry her. This is why you see a lot of photos of her in his arms. This is not as romantic as I pictured in no, my head. Well, <laughs> I thought know. it was this really nice love, you know, crazy, crazy kids. Yes. But no, it sounds like a. But fucking... do you know how hard it is right nowadays to get a guy to carry you around? <laughs> I mean, does. Uh... I mean, what are you, Mariah Carey? Because I mean, she doesn't know. she isn't she known for that? <laughs> can I just she say, has to be like, carried. That's pretty awesome. Can I just say that? I <laughs> carried around. I don't want anybody to carry me. I'm like, I got two perfectly good legs <laughs> and all ten toes. I'm just afraid of being. I'm more afraid of like being dropped accidentally. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because when you go down, they go down too. Like yeah. it's all. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. 
Okay, and here's a, here's another one. Bonnie and Clyde were buried separately. So although linked in their life, Bonnie and Clyde were split at death. So while the pair wished to be buried side by side, Bonnie's mom, who had disapproved of her relationship with Clyde, had her daughter buried in a separate Dallas cemetery. So Clyde was buried next to his brother Marvin underneath the gravestone with his hand-picked epitaph gone but not forgotten. Mm. So yeah, well, that's, that's in love. definitely uh, true to this day because yeah. they are definitely not forgotten. Nope, not forgotten. Okay, and here is um, Bonnie died wearing a wedding ring, but it was not Clyde's. Six days before turning sixteen, Bonnie married high school classmate Roy Thornton. The marriage disintegrated within months, and Bonnie never again saw her husband. After he was imprisoned for robbery in 1929. So she had a type. <laughs> she did. <laughs> so soon she after, <laughs> she had a type. Soon after, Bonnie met Clyde, and although the pair fell in love, she never divorced Thornton. So she was still married when Bonnie and Clyde were hanging out. Oh, well. I guess he didn't really need to know. I mean, he, yeah. was, he was behind bars, yeah. so. All right, so on the day that they were killed in 1934, she was still wearing Thornton's wedding ring and had a tattoo on the inside of her right thigh with two interconnected hearts labeled Bonnie and Roy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's very uh, interesting, interesting to be on the inside. Yeah. Um, and how many bullets did Bonnie and Clyde take? Oh my gosh, it was when a lot. Took, when they took out. It was a lot. It was a lot. It wasn't as I mean, many. they full on like. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's a lot higher than I thought it was. I'm going to say 100. 167 bullets. Well. Bonnie Parker had taken one bite of her bologna sandwich when her outlaw <laughs> boyfriend, Clyde Barrow, cruised into a waiting trap. The car yeah. was riddled with 167 bullets in less than 20 seconds. Well, you imagine those old-timey guns, right? Where they had the round. Yeah. Like, it was like a... <laughs> it was like full-on. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Is that they had 1,500 casings in the back yeah, of the car. I know. <laughs> Didn't get to shoot Didn't, off a single yeah. one. Yeah. And this is actually one of history's most famous and gruesome killings. Wow. The brutal end to the romanticized depression-era criminal couple. It's just so funny because it's like... As bad and as awful kind of as they were, right? you can't help but like kind of love them at the same, you know, like they're just, there's just something about them that you just want to know more or you just, you know, yeah. yeah. Do you have anything else, Tony no. and Clyde? No? Not really. 